My name is DJ King Caesar. My name is MC Monster X. <laughs> Welcome to a surprisingly feminine edition of Project Being Bass entitled Mothra Fairies, female duos from around the world. In case you're slightly confused about the combination of Godzilla and female duos, all what? will become clear. Why would you be? <laughs> What's confusing about <laughs> monsters, Japanese monsters, <laughs> and female singing duos? <laughs> How could you be confused? Well, some of our more astute listeners will already know the answer to that question, in which case you could maybe write in a postcard and perhaps win a prize. Well, you can stop the podcast, nudge your wife <laughs> or husband or dog and say... <laughs> And just nod knowingly at them. <laughs> I know. Maybe write it down yes. on a small piece of paper, which you can fold up. Seal in an envelope. Seal in, an, in a tiny envelope and leave <laughs> till later on in the show when all will be revealed. This is a show that's been in gestation yeah. for quite some time. Yeah, it was a caterpillar. It was going along <laughs> munching leaf, munching leaf, munching leaf, munching leaf. Am I ready? Have I reached weight yet? No. Munch, 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 munch. Wait. Munch, munch, munch. Yes, for years. Finally, it reached the weight where it could wrap that's itself right. up in a cocoon mm. and emerge as a mothra fairy. Exactly. Perfect analogy there. Thanks. <laughs> Laboured, but nevertheless, no, it took ages, didn't it? it did, ages yeah. and ages ago, we thought, hey, let's have some female duos. That mm. can't be too difficult to put together. <laughs> Years later, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yes, well, this is it. So, this should be the perfect show. <laughs> yes, like a fine wine. <laughs> it's finely crafted. Mm, like a bougie. No. A Beaujolais. <laughs> Beaujolais. That doesn't exist. How about a Beaujolais? <laughs> yeah. Like a Chardonnay. Like a big glass of Bucky. <laughs> we will be getting underway very shortly with our pairs of ladies throughout this week's episode. In amongst that, though, we do, of course, have uh, MC Monster X and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, make your own splashes. Make your own <laughs> unbending teeth. <laughs> Perhaps you could do that along to the show with each track. Bend a new tooth. Unbend it. Unbend it, yes. We're going to get underway by playing a delightful nursery rhyme, I think a traditional Yiddish nursery rhyme, by an American duo, Sisters, the Barry Sisters. They were extremely popular between the 1940s and 1960s, releasing lots of Yiddish albums over the years. We're going to play this uh, song which is called Chiribim Chiribom. Well, maybe allow you to work out some of the lyrics, dear listener, but we'll give you a little clue afterwards as to what what the song is all about. But it's essentially a little nursery rhyme. And so this is uh, the wonderful sound of uh, Clara and Mini Bagelman, the Berry Sisters. Chiribiri biri 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 biri
That was the Barry sisters with Cheery Bim, Cheery Bom. Very cheerful. <laughs> very, very cheerful. Very cheery. Cheerful, cheerful ladies. <laughs> they discuss various things such as uh, making noodle soup and mm. hanging around with rabbis in, the, okay. in storms. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty upbeat. They do, yes. Oh, the music is very chirpy. Very nice. And I'd dedicate that to listener Squig. It was largely her idea that we do this show and that uh, she's found some of these tracks for us. So thank you very much for that. And uh, I think we may have to hear more from the Barry sisters. Mm. Um, I have obtained an entire album of their oeuvre. I'm sure we shall be playing some more Yiddish <laughs> folk melodies. I liked it. Yes, it was Well, remember a while ago we did um, a thing on religions of the world. We did, yes. And we had a little bit of a bit of Yiddish electronica. That's right, yes, from the great Gershon Kingsley. Exactly. Mm. Maybe we need to, you know... <laughs> do an old Jewish show. Do an old, all, the Jew, all the Jews. <laughs> Jewish? What? I think that could be good. <laughs> you mean do a, we could have a, like a series of shows, each one about a different religion, a single religion? Yes, why not? But I like these, I yes. like these ladies a lot. Oh, yes. They're peppy. They are. The Bagel Sisters. The no, ba- Bagelman. Bagelman. They started out as the Bagelmans. That's funny. Because <laughs> they love a bagel, don't they? Do, they? they do. They do. Jewish people. Apparently they do. I like a bagel. It's good. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? a bagel? Thankfully for us, uh, label Vampisol have released an album called Chicas, which collects together Spanish female singers from 1962 to 74. It seemed to be a particularly Spanish thing, this having pairs of, uh, quite often sisters or just pairs of female singers singing in, in groups. I'm not quite sure why it seemed to be a particularly Spanish There's thing. There's something but, uh, in the water. There, if you there eat is. a lot of lemons... <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it does, is it? So that's citric acid. Yeah. As you might guess, there's a few tracks on here featuring female duos, but we're going to play one from Pilly and Millie, two singing and dancing sisters. Apparently they starred in over a dozen successful films, but never had any records released in Spain, which seems a bit strange. Where were the films successful? I think Mexico, as far as I can tell. I think they were more successful in, Mex- in Mexico than in Spain. There's a delightful tune of theirs on this album, which is called Un Chico Moderno. Sin 
viejos de su edad Siempre vestido a la moda Y que sepa conversar Quiero un chico moderno A Chapultepec, que vaya a las fiestas, no importa con quién, que no tenga novia ni quiera tener. Quiero un chico moderno que vea cine francés, que nunca se acueste temprano y se despierte a las tres. Quiero un chico moderno. discos o a Chapultepec que vaya a las fiestas no importa con quién que no tenga novia ni quiera tener quiero un chico moderno quiero un chico moderno quiero un chico moderno quiero un chico moderno that was Pili y Mili with un chico moderno <laughs> From Chicas, a Spanish female singers, 1962 to 1974. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. Hotter. We, we Hotter, though. Muy caliente. Breathy as well. It's funny when you hear a style that you associate with <laughs> one country yes, that's right, yeah. done by somebody completely different. Like, like Latin music played by Germans. <laughs> exactly. I love that for some reason. And this is... Uh, this it's what this show is all about, really. It's alternative it geography and history and all... <laughs> Yeah, parallel universes. Right, yeah. What if what if what? the Beatles <laughs> just recorded using Nintendo consoles, for example? Exactly. So this is the sort of thing we postulate. It's a speculative podcast. What if yeah yeah music instead of being done by kind of sullen French girls was, was done by uh, hot blooded Spaniards? <laughs> and they'd call it CC probably. This is Moth of Fairies, an all-female edition of the show, barring, of course, your two uh, hosts. It's all females. It is. It, usually usually we're pretty male, isn't mm. this show? It's I mean, hot, it's obviously... Hot blood, it's a hot-blooded show, normally. It's pretty muscular, normally. It's <laughs> fairly sort of bulging with testosterone <laughs> and various muscles, the names of which I don't know. <laughs> what are they called? The, what, the pecs, for example? Or the, the pecs. The biceps and triceps? It's all the biceps and triceps. It's all muscular. Tri- or at least, very least, pot bellies. <laughs> Whereas this, we're oh, in... Yeah. Embracing the female we side are, of yes, things I this time. I hope you realise that. Mm. I hope you realise how uncomfortable that makes us both. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> ladies. Thankfully, we won't have to do this for another year no, or two. clearly not. It took us about four years to scrape <laughs> this many together. It's not because the ladies can't do music, obviously. It's just because we're stuck in a... We're not naturally tuned we to their wavelength. We don't know anything about them, really. <laughs> On the moon. I've barely seen one. <laughs> I don't think there are any up here. Aren't there? No, well, that explains it all. <laughs> I get all my information about the opposite sex from, from old episodes. From the A-team, exactly, you know it. I'm that predictable, thanks. <laughs> old episodes of the A-team on VHS. <laughs> and all I know about oh, women is they, they wear, wear a lot of diagonal stripes, big fat <laughs> diagonal stripes, and they have enormous hair. 
<laughs> lot of blue eyeshadow. That's exactly right. That's very accurate portrayal. If you want to find out when the next edition of this weekly show is out, the best way to do so is to follow us on Twitter. We tweet as soon as it's out, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. And of course, you can also use that to, to communicate with us. And we do occasionally have recommendations that we like to pass your way during the week. It's no extra charge. If you would like, however, to find out even more about the show, please go to our website. Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you'll find everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us. You'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe to the show, give us a nice review and click five stars. Project Moonbase is a listener-supported show. If you're thinking of making a purchase on Amazon, you could help us out enormously by going to our website first and clicking on the Amazon affiliate button in the top right-hand corner of the page. It won't cost you anything. It's entirely anonymous, and it keeps us in stockings. Thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends, and that means recommend us to your friends. You must have some friends. (laughs) Even if it's only one. Even if you don't even like him that much. (laughs) Or her, and you're just in competition with her. Then you can just say to her, I've heard this marvellous podcast, which I think you would like, and I heard it first. (laughs) So just, you know, think about it. Because we need to grow the podcast, don't we? We do, yeah. We need to grow it. We've planted a seed about three years ago. (laughs) We keep watering it. We keep having a look. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. There's a hint of growth, but nothing. A little bit. Is that a green shoe? Mm, I don't, I'm not sure. It might be a weed. So we need your help, listeners. Tell people. Please you know, do. I know what you're thinking. This is a precious, precious, precious gift that you want to keep to yourself and you don't want anyone else to know it. It's mine. It's mine. It's all precious. Precious, precious, <laughs> Project Moonbase, precious. <laughs> but we will die, listeners. We will die if we don't get more listeners. <laughs> The geodesic dome is leaking. It is. We've got to the end. We're on the last piece <laughs> of, of uh, gaffer tape. Gaffer tape, yeah. We're on the last bit. We yeah. need to get another roll. Another you roll. You can help us. <laughs> another roll, please. If you happen to be a young gentleman wishing to ingratiate yourself with a young lady, this particular episode would be a useful way to introduce yourself. A gateway episode okay. to lure them in. <laughs> Come hither, madam. To show you how sensitive Come you into are. my boudoir. <laughs> It's all ladies. It's quilted. It's covered in sequins, isn't it? I don't know. What do I know about what ladies like? Nothing. Moving on from my own personal tragedy, please tell somebody about the show. Please do. If you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation so we can get that roll of tape that we were talking about. If you go to projectmoonbase.com, under each episode of the show, you will see three buttons, choose wisely. If you click one of them, you will receive absolution. If you click another one, you will receive a humble thanks. If you click the final button, you will release your soul into eternal bliss. So, you know, choose wisely. <laughs> now, as we mentioned a short while ago, this, uh, this uh, genre if you can call it that, of uh, female Jew. It seems to be particularly prominent in El España. So we have another example right now. This is the Serrano sisters, or Hermanas Serrano, as they're recorded under. This comes from uh, a quite a lengthy 24-track compilation of their fine work called Pan Amori Besos, but the actual cover art has Pan Amori Vino, bread, love and wine. That makes more sense. It does a bit, yes. That's a nice combo. It is. I'd swap out love and put in cheese. <laughs> That's just and me. That, and that, dear listener, is an example of... <laughs> That's how why face. I'm alone. <laughs> well, I'm going to play a track from this collection. I think another sort of uh, nursery slash nonsense lyric with the amusing, certainly in the English translation, if you like, Pissy Pissy Bow Bow. Los secretos están bien guardados, escondidos dentro de 
nubes, mas el cielo sereno, sereno está, los secretos jamás se sabrán. Pisi, pisi, bao, bao, es, pisi, pisi, bao, bao, es, los secretos están bien guardados, escondidos entre ritos de oro, mas el viento muy fuerte soplando está, los secretos jamás se sabrán. Pisi, pisi, bao, bao, es, pisi, pisi, bao, bao, guardados, escondidos dentro de las nubes, más el cielo sereno, sereno está, los secretos jamás se sabrán. Pisi, pisi, bao, bao, es, pisi, pisi, bao, bao, es. Escondidos dentro de las nubes, más el cielo sereno, sereno está. Los secretos jamás se sabrán, los ángeles. Los secretos jamás se sabrán. Las nubes. Los secretos jamás se sabrán. El cielo. Los secretos jamás se sabrán. Pisi pisi bao bao es. Pisi pisi bao bao es. Pisi pisi bao bao es. Pisi pisi bao bao. That was a joyful sound there of Hermanos Savano with Pisi Pisi Bao Bao. Whatever that means, yes. I don't know. Well, best not to know. But anyway, they <laughs> seem to, to be enjoying themselves, didn't they? Yes. Very popular apparently in the late 50s and early 60s. It's, and po- still popular and now. still popular today. Um, I like the fact that we don't care about time no. here. Time is meaningless it to is. Project Moonbase. We will take anything from any time period. <laughs> Past, present or future. Bring it to you, ladies and gentlemen, so you can <laughs> examine it like a jewel. It's been a while since we reminded our listeners that we do often play music by you. So if you happen to be from the past, present or future and making your own music. And you're on a moog. And you are a female duo from Spain. Yes. <laughs> You, Please. You own your own electric harp. <laughs> Please send us a demo. Or you have long blonde hair. Mm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> or a uh, auburn coiffure. Uh, or essentially, if you are alive and have hair and are a lady. <laughs> That's basically all I need. As long as you're not bald. <laughs> Well, I'm sure we're going to get oh, flooded. It all went downhill. Flooded with correspondence. If you're interested in being my wife. <laughs> moon wife. It's not valid on the Oh, earth. that's right. It'll have to be a long-distance relationship because I'm not allowed to leave the moon at the moment. That's right. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. <laughs> Until I gnaw my own leg off. <laughs> we shall be returning very shortly, dear listen, to the world of the female duo, as this week we are looking at in great detail on the show. But first, it's time for us to smash the skyscraper of unnecessary news. Warning, there have
have been a spate of clown-related crimes. Not again. Again, call on the Clown Prosecution Service. (laughs) (laughs) A spate of red-nosed crime has been reported across the Greater Manchester. Police dealt with 19 incidents involving people dressed as clowns last year, and most were no laughing matter. They weren't funny. (laughs) Well, clowns aren't funny, so that's consistent. (laughs) Disguised with colourful wigs and white face paint, smiling crooks carried out bogus charity collections, vandalised property, and even carried out robberies. Oh dear. Clown robberies. I hope they had getaway cars that kind of fell apart as they drove off down the road. Yeah, little tiny ones with lots of people in them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wing would fall off. The, That's right, yeah. They'd have one of those horns. Robbery. They throw a bucket of glitter over the police as they try to make their escape. Yes. No! They should see it through all the way if they're going to exactly. do the clown thing. Of course they should, of course they should. In stock, but a man dresses a clown threatens someone with a knife to oh steal dear. their bicycle. Clowns, what's going on? If we can't trust clowns, who can we trust? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, other calls reported someone dressed as a clown was going around spraying graffiti. A man dressed as a clown had followed children on their way to school. <laughs> mm. In Rochdale, there were reports of clown lurking in an alleyway and sightings... <laughs> Of a possible police suspect dressed as a clown wearing a blue wig, red nose, white paint and overalls walking down the road. Is lurking a crime? (laughs) I'm lurking. I spend a lot of time lurking. Lurking and walking down the road as well. Yeah, just walking down the road. Maybe there are children in front of me. Does that mean I should be careful? (laughs) Careful, you immediately need to change direction, don't you? Oh my goodness, that child is also going in the same direction (laughs) as me. I hope somebody doesn't report me to the police. (laughs) And I am dressed as a clown. Yes, so what? A teenage boy in Rochdale reported a clown holding a bunch of balloons had tried to grab him. Oh. Hands off, clown. Don't get handsy. One worried parent rang the police for advice after her children returned from school saying that there were rumours clowns were going around town murdering people. (laughs) Yes, well, it's a title at this point. It's important to remember that kids are stupid and will believe any old nonsense. (laughs) They were. I mean, I used to live in a street where there was some woman that they people used to say was a witch <laughs> because just she had bad hair. You know, the telltale sign. This is the time before you could get, you know, you could calm that frizz. Basically, she just had frizzy hair. That was that was all it needed. <laughs> Therefore, we were there with burning torches outside. <laughs> Two reports of a man dressed as a clown looking into people's homes. Well, that's just that is creepy. <laughs> was also received, and one a clown was holding a bunch of balloons as they stood outside. <laughs> Again, is looking through windows or holding balloons a crime? It's creep being it's being creepy. Yeah. If being creepy is a crime, then you know, lock me up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, professional clowns have condemned the more sinister incidents, which they fear are giving their occupation a bad name. It already has a bad name. <laughs> Tony Eldridge, Secretary of Clowns International, said the clowning profession it's a profession, is it? Like a it's, doctor or a lawyer it's or a vocation. Something like that. Well, it's a way of life. It is. So the clowning profession can do without stupid people. <laughs> can it? <laughs> Careful. Well, it reclines, doesn't it? it would depend on stupid I would think, people. Yes, I think it would. Are you a stupid person? <laughs> well, come right in. Put your clown makeup on. And people that don't understand the profession and appreciate that it is the performing art and not a spontaneous jolly jape. <laughs> do you think clowning is a spontaneous jolly jape? You're wrong. It's like the call we put out the other week for people to do more serious pranking, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's what these guys want. <laughs> Less fun. Yes. No, it's exactly. No jollity. T- uh, clowning is to be taken seriously. David Tawney, European director of the <laughs> World Clown Association, added professional clowns and children's entertainers seek only to 
create fun and enjoyment for their audience, and it is regrettable when persons dressed as clowns carry out antisocial behaviour. <laughs> it's not very funny, is it? No. He's not funny. I want to know if there's a schism between the World Clowning Association and Clowns International. Oh, yeah, I wonder if there is. <laughs> like they're fighting each other. Oh, no, Clowns International have said something. We need to, <laughs> we need to get a press release out. It's just one guy, isn't it? <laughs> just one guy on his own typing with one finger <laughs> on an old Remington typewriter with a re- wearing a red nose. Oh, dude, that's terrifying. <laughs> Man breaks record for smashing most walnuts with his forehead. <laughs> Mohammed Rashid, a Pakistani martial arts expert, has found notoriety after headbutting his way through 155 walnuts <laughs> in one minute. Wow. His record-breaking attempt literally smashed a previous record of only 44 walnuts. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know how to smash no. walnuts with their forehead, do they? Surrounded by a crowd of onlookers and officials. <laughs> official walnut smishing supervisors. Is that from Walnuts International? Walnuts International. Or perhaps the Confederation of Walnut <laughs> Smashers. Mohammed cracked a long line of walnuts laid out on a table using only his forehead after the after a minute is up. A breathless Rashid looked pleased with his efforts. However, a few of the walnuts clearly got the better of him as he could be seen wiping away a few specks of blood from his head. Oh, oh dear. hello. The stunt was part of the annual Punjabi Youth Festival in Lahore, Pakistan. The festival has played host to other weird and wacky sporting attempts, including the most number of push-ups in 24 hours. Doesn't say how many there were. <laughs> So, no, that doesn't seem that wacky, does it? Not really, no. It's not. No. I thought they were going to go through a whole series of things you could <laughs> smash with your forehead. Example. Oh, right. Egg smashing with your forehead. Yes. Hammering your nails with your forehead, that kind of thing. I mean, walnuts are quite hard. <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah, they are. And finally, for centuries, experts have pondered on why Stonehenge was built. Uh, was it for astronomy, as a place of healing or even constructed for human sacrifice? <laughs> the reasons behind the iconic prehistoric stones are a mystery, but another theory has been added to the mix. Scientists have analysed the makeup of the monoliths and concluded that they sing when hit compared to other stones. Oh. Researchers spent months tapping stones <laughs> onto a thousand different types of rocks and recorded the sounds they made. Most resulted in a muted thud, but blue stones from the uh, Presley Hills in Wales, where Stonehenge rocks are thought to have originated, have a much more melodic tone. <laughs> mm. They say this exceptional sonic nature may explain why Neolithic man bothered to cart the stones 200 miles to Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire. Paul Devereux, who led the study with John Wozencroft, said, why the hell would you take them from all the way from Wales to Salisbury otherwise? He <laughs> seems slightly angry about it, doesn't it? Yeah. Why else would you do it except to make a giant xylophone? <laughs> the one thing that hasn't been considered until now is that sound may have been an important factor. We found it was a noteworthy soundscape oh. <laughs> with a significant percentage of the actual rocks making metallic sounds like bells, gongs, tin drums, etc. when tapped with small handheld hammer stones. Mm. The stones may have been thought to have had magical qualities because of their exceptional sonic nature. We have percussionists up here who have been able to actually get proper tunes out of the rocks. That's real rock music, he said. <laughs> The research team from London's Royal College of Art tested the rocks across the UK, but their search culminated yes. at Stonehenge, which was built around 2,500 years before Christ, mm. BC. That's what that means, isn't it? It does, usually. Do we know when the album's coming out? Good question. I like that. That's a good one. 
English Heritage allowed the team to acoustically test the bluestones on the site, effectively playing them like a huge instrument. So that's that. That's <laughs> Stonehenge is a giant xylophone. Oh. Or perhaps technically a lithophone. Oh, hello. You have been used. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that highly percussive selection of new stories, there'll be more later on in the show. the unmistakable sound of the Harp Twins, also known as Camille and Kennelly, there, with their rendition of the uh, Doctor Who theme. Mm. They do have their own YouTube channel. If you they type do, in yeah. Camille and Kennelly, you can watch them mm. performing Doctor <laughs> Who and many other tracks, which they apply their own specific and unique style to. I think for the Doctor Who one, they're wearing Tom Baker-style scarves. Are they? I remember rightly, yes. They do tend to wear identical outfits. <laughs> yes. Now, if you are anything like me, you will be mesmerised by this and find yourself <laughs> wasting hours... <laughs> Watching them gyrate sort of simultaneously in the same outfits. Usually in a desert somewhere. Electro-harping their way to uh, whatever it is. Yes. I personally find them quite mesmerising. You should thank them personally too, because they have uh, responded to our our mentions of them before and retweeted links to the show and stuff. Yes, thank you very much for retweeting us. That's very nice. And as we said before, if you are a creator of your own musical wonders, then uh, then, you you should get in touch with us. And if we feel that it goes into the 
nebulous realm that is Project Moonbase, we will uh, we will feature you. We do feature quite a few people that we know and have even met in person. <laughs> yes. Although I normally have a sort of ball and chain if I'm allowed down to earth. But I should say to Camille and Kenley, if you are interested in a husband, <laughs> I am available and I currently have a moustache. <laughs> you do. It's very, so, very... If that sways you. There's only one of me, though. It's a very alluring moustache. Thanks. <laughs> Stay over there. <laughs> There is an actual link between why we played Camille and Kennelly's version of the Doctor Who theme and what happens next. I was chastised for uh, selecting that tune as being too obvious. That is true, yes. There was was a grilling process. (laughs) Explain yourself! Because they have recorded many, many songs. Including Eye of the Tiger, which which we were really thinking about doing. It was almost in there. Uh, we we really want to do our very own boxing montage to, to that. <laughs> yes. I did opt for the perhaps obvious choice of the Doctor Who theme, not just because it's delightful on the harps, but as it happens, some very exciting news, the original BBC Radiophonic Workshop are actually, at the time of recording, have just started a national tour. Hello. <laughs> Extraordinarily enough. Uh, Dick Mills is in there, Roger Lim, Paddy Kingsland and Mark Ayres, I think. Bringing to life some of the uh, original recordings of the Radiophonic Workshop, including a performance of the Doctor Who theme, amongst many others. If you look at our Facebook page, we do have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Project Moonbase. I thought it was uh, supposed to be a secret. <laughs> Apparently it, it not. Might as, it might as well be. <laughs> I've posted a poster on there of the current tour details. Basically, they're playing London, Glasgow, Brighton, Birmingham, Belfast, Edinburgh and Leeds, and I'm hoping to catch them at their Edinburgh. I'll fly down to the planet Earth and catch them at the Edinburgh gig. That should be quite exciting for fans of the radiophonics so yes that was my justification mm. does that stand up in court absolved <laughs> case absolved. dismissed i'm normally the one that does the absolutions but mm. anyway. now we're going to move into slightly uh, contentious uh, water by playing a track by a duo called the duncan sisters who uh, were very popular in the 1920s playing two characters called topsy and eva topsy being one of the two sisters blacked up as a Oh. An African-American. Whoops. <laughs> which perhaps might not be quite so acceptable mm. these days. Uh, <laughs> You'll be glad to know this track, though, doesn't uh, feature any um, blacking up, as far as I'm aware. It's one of these nice tracks that the song is a slightly sinister title of I'm Following You, <laughs> um, which is quite odd. But um, things get even stranger if you stick with this tune to listener. There's some odd vocalisation starts happening in the middle of it. But anyway, so this is uh, the Duncan Sisters from a whole collection of uh, tracks by sisters called the Sisters Anthology, which came out in 2011. This is I'm Following You. Share it, I gladly can. 
The Duncan sisters there, <laughs> following us around. <laughs> yes, I'm following you. Mm, sinister. Little sinister fake mouth trumpet playing there, <laughs> and kind of old lady warbling. Pretty sinister, all in all. That. Yes. It's funny, isn't it, yes. how from a certain era, mm. music that was sort of, hello, this is terribly light, and we're, we're here from the olden days doing something that seems very light-hearted and absolutely magical when we're doing it, but from the future seems really quite sinister. <laughs> I'm after you, I'm an elderly lady running around, I'm behind the hedge, I'm in your house. Music yeah. from the past is creepy. Creepy, creepy, creepy. <laughs> I'm in your bread bin. <laughs> No, don't have white bread, have brown bread. <laughs> Why are you blacked up? Yes. That's the question, that we, the question we're asking. Yeah. It doesn't make you sound any better. You no. still sound like a crazy <laughs> lady. Anyway, I Very wonder crazy if you're around, the Duncan sisters. Mm, yes, we may need to hear more. Imprisoned in a tower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And why one of them? That's the other thing. I mean, they're sisters. Yes. Was the other one like, look... <laughs> I'm too white. I'm just not going to do that. It's just like, well, look, I am not going to do that. Well, I am. <laughs> the whole act was based on that argument, maybe. I yeah, know. I could almost understand it if they both did it. But one? <laughs> Who yeah, knows? They rather made the whole thing more obvious. If it? you know why one of them, <laughs> one and only one of the Duncan sisters blacked up <laughs> at least some of the time, yeah. please send us an email. Please Show do. at projectmoonbase.com. Oh, that's right. We, we do. Yeah, we do have really? an email. No one ever <laughs> uses it. I've forgotten about that. Now, this next track was kind of the track which uh, kicked off this idea. Listen number one, Squig was, uh, and myself, we were surfing around on YouTube and Spotify and such places, and we came across this extraordinary uh, black and white video for uh, the Spanish duo. I don't think... Lemons! I don't... <laughs> I don't think they're twins. They might not even be sisters, but they're called Marina y Clara. And uh, they released this amazing video, which we'll post up on the website. For a song of theirs called No Llores Mas, which means cry no more. Very little of their stuff seems to have been reissued, so we were kind of struggling for any more information. I think this was actually recorded in the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> Many things were. If anyone would like to send us a postcard with all more information about this duo, please do, because it's an amazing sound and an extraordinary kind of psychedelic, almost black and white video, which has to say you'll find on projectmemos.com. So this is Morena y Clara with No Yones Mas.
That was Marina y Clara with No Llores Mas. Mm. And that's really all we can say about yeah. it because <laughs> it, they sort of defy the yes. internet and nobody seems to know much about them. We think they might have previously been another duo that uh, we were going to include in the show called Las Grecas, another Spanish duo, but it's not entirely clear whether they are, in fact, the same duo. We'll certainly post a link to that extraordinary trippy 70s monochrome video. It's quite peculiar. It is. I felt like I was seeing a lot of orange and purple, even though it was in black and white. And there's some tasty moves as well. There are. Some good hand moves and hip moves and stuff. I'd like to see those brought back. In fact, I think I might study that video, and I suggest you do yes. too, listeners. If you go to projectmoonbase.com, you can study that video and incorporate those moves into nice your see, dancing routine. Nice more hand dancing, generally, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Twirly hand dancing. Now, that last track was the track that was the very first seed of the show, but this next track really was where we got the, the title and the whole idea for the Gajira connection. Yeah, and this is where we brought the whole thing back to life, because it had been it had yes. been lying frozen in, in a block of ice for quite some time. <laughs> they had. And this is what rekindled the entire thing, which is the yes. Mothra fairies. I had forgotten completely that Mothra, one of the good monsters, <laughs> I suppose, one of the goody monsters from the Godzilla series, yeah. protector of the Earth, was usually associated uh, with these little fairies the Mothra fairies called the Shobijin. I had forgotten that certainly in the early appearances of Mothra that these twins were played by actual twins, the Peanuts. There were uh, Imi and Yumi Ito recorded quite a number of tunes but they actually played the role of the Mothra fairies in, in the early Godzilla films. So that was a delightful connection and a delightful reason to uh, get the defibrillator on the, on the show and rev it back into life again. Yes, because as well as being twins and diminutive <laughs> they uh, also have a sort of singing career, don't they? They do, yes, yeah, quite a successful one. And too, not yeah. not only were they playing twins in the Mothra films, they actually made a song with a connection to the uh, to Mothra. That's right, yes. They sung something in the movie. Oh, they? yes. Mm-hmm. Why are you weeping happiness? <laughs> Good question. Great title. Good question. We're going to slightly sidestep that because there's a sensational video, another monochrome video of them in action, doing an English version of one of their hits called uh, Koi no Fugue. There's many attractive features to this video. One of the most extraordinary things is they've got these four young women playing kettle drums. With gusto. With gusto. Really hammering them. Which you don't often see in a in a performance on TV. And again, another video we'll certainly try and get up on the website. This is an English translation of their hit single, Coin or Fuga, which we think means fugue of love. <laughs> Brand new toy, you are a naughty boy. It got you broke this spring in me. It's time that I recall all how the tears to fall from these eyes that couldn't see. I was a brand new toy, you are a naughty boy. It got you broke this spring in me. You are also nice. Good will, oh, that do. I was a brand new toy. You are a naughty boy. It gets you broke this spring in me. 
I'd do I was your brandy boy You were a naughty boy He gets you broke the spring in me Merciless, merciless use of the kettle drum there in the Peanuts song Coin No Fugue. Mm. I really like that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Saucy. Mm. <laughs> Take no prisoners. You've been a very naughty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, as with the Morena e Clara track, actually, they, these don't appear to be available on CD or download. Certainly not outside of Japan. Possibly, uh, possibly if you uh, know your way around Japanese websites, you might be able to find yourself a copy. But we're struggling, I have to say. But well, certainly, if we can make these available, we will try to. We shall only try to. They are projectmoonbase.com PMB one six eight, which is the number of this week's show. Mothra fairies. Mm. We shall be returning for a, a few more tracks before we leave you this week. But before that, it's time for us to descend into the underground lair of unnecessary news. It looks like a mashup between a Japanese pagoda and a Mayan pyramid, or something that Devo might wear on their heads. <laughs> Reference to the past. <laughs> but the pile of punctuated plastic is a cloaking device. Oh. Yes, it's a sort of pyramid, plasticky pyramid thing. Do you wear it on your head? It doesn't say, really. Oh. I think it's more of an experimental thing. Uh, it doesn't disappear, but the plastic pagoda type thing hides things from sound waves. Oh. And you might think, well, why on earth would you want to do that? While it's uh, less impressive than a visual cloaking device, it's still pretty clever. No matter what direction sound waves are fired at the cloak, they pass right through it as if nothing were there at all. Oh. That means that anything navigating by sonar, be it a nuclear submarine or a fruit bat, has absolutely no idea that this thing exists. Moreover, anything inside the pyramid is undetectable as well. Wow. Mm. The Duke University team have discovered developing a cloak capable of being invisible to sound waves is uh, difficult. Took a while. Making it seem as if a sound wave has passed through an object and reflected off a surface further away, you actually have to slow the sound wave down without dissipating it or altering its frequency. It's a bit like jumping into a car's back seat as it passes you at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> not quite sure... What a curious analogy. ...how that... <laughs> I'm not really quite sure what they mean by that, anyway. Why don't you just say it's difficult? It's don't, difficult. don't do it. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Not surprisingly, both the Army and Navy have a hand in funding the project. Oh, that'll be handy for killing people. Mm. But uh, it does mean that future concert halls could benefit tremendously making acoustically dead zones. Mm all of which sounds great as long as you don't mind getting hit in the face with a fruit bat <laughs> or a submarine. Hits in the face with a submarine. <laughs> oh no, that nuclear submarine's coming right at me. <laughs> it could be a giant like Devo style. That would house. be quite good, wouldn't it? Only just a huge pyramid I'd that like you can to think, move around in. I'd like to imagine the Royal Albert Hall perhaps remodelled as an enormous Devo hat. Mm, good idea. <laughs> a New Zealand man has changed his name to Full Metal Havoc more sexy N, intelligent than Spock, and the superheroes combined with Frost Nova. <laughs> After losing a drunken bet at a poker game. Oh dear. 
The name is just one letter less than the 100-character limit set by the country's <laughs> Department of Arbitrary Restrictions on Things That Don't Matter. A friend of the 22-year-old posted a message on an online bodybuilding forum, something which is not explained at any point during this article, explained that the name had been chosen for him by his fellow card players. Well, I didn't think he did it himself. He wrote, My friend lost about five years ago and changed his name. He just found out that it was actually accepted last week when his passport expired. <laughs> Mr. Frostnova is also required to change his name on his driving licence and all other official and legal documents. A spokesman from the Department of Internal Affairs, Births, Deaths and Marriages section said... The name change was registered on March 2010. The name met legal criteria and the applicant had paid the fee and completed the form correctly. He said Mr. Frostnova could change his name again if he completed the paperwork and paid the fee. This phone, so he's going to have a lot of fun, isn't he? So do you think he's just going to change it back? I don't, I don't know how long... I don't know how long they said he would have to keep the name. Hmm. Does he? Has he got a nickname? Does he have a shortened version? Frosty. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, the, this follows other high-profile cases in New Zealand. In 2008, a family court judged that a girl named by her parents Tallulah Does the Hula from Hawaii should be taken into court custody so that she could change her name. What? Pro- presumably to Tallulah has absolutely no sense of humour and hates her parents or something. Doesn't say. Doesn't, re- doesn't tell us what she changed her name to. Oh, dear. But Tallulah... We meant, I do remember saying this at the time. Yes. Tallulah Does the Hula from Hawaii. <laughs> It's a good name, isn't it? It's a perfectly good name. And finally, Stephen Hawking poses with revelers dressed as Banana Man. Now, that does not mean that Stephen Hawking was dressed as Banana Man. That would have been very strange. That's what I thought when I saw it originally. I was like, what? I was conjuring that image into my mind. And you may leave it there. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like the radio. Paint whatever picture you like. Nine men dressed as Banana Man grabbed a unique memento from a stag do, a photo with Professor Stephen Hawking. The group were on a stag night in Cambridge on Saturday ahead of the wedding of Chris Hallam, 29, from Lingwald in Norfolk, and his fiancée, Kitty Davis, 34. We're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hallen said that Professor Hawking, author of A Brief History of Time, was happy to join in with a random photo or couldn't get away. No, more likely. It was the cleverest man on the planet with nine men dressed as banana men. <laughs> it's quite a good photo. <laughs> Mr. Hallen said Professor Hawking's had a big smile on his face when the group asked him if he wanted to join them for a drink. Probably thought he was seeing things. But uh, <laughs> they went on their separate ways. <laughs> said each of the group had dressed as Banana Man, a character who appeared in comics on the television in 1980s, for no real reason, just to stand out. <laughs> it's amazing that costumiers would even still have that number of Banana Man outfits. It's amazing going. that there were, there were ever that number of Banana Man outfits. You think they had to scour the country? I think they may have done, yeah. Or maybe they had to get them done bespoke. Yes, maybe they did. They, they looked gleamingly oh. orange, not orange. Yellow. Yellow. They looked gleamingly yellow. I was just trying to remember what colour what colour are bananas. I, I subsist on, on ancient dried cereal here. I haven't seen a banana since the outbreak of World War II. You've only ever seen artist impressions. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you have been used. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For a very cosmological selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. My dear, my dear, my dear. 
the beautiful sound of Danish twins. We don't often have Danish music on the show. Well, last week we had a Danish double bass player on the show. Did so, we? Yeah. Her bots are. Summer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think there are many twins in... Uh, <laughs> are these twins? They are, yes. Yeah. Kirsten and Marie were the single that they put out in 2010, which is about how long we've been working on this show, called My Dear, rather beautiful little thing. I believe they have a, a relatively new album out, certainly called New Speak, all of which is available on, on iTunes and Amazon. And if you wish to purchase that, please go to projectmemes.com and click on the appropriate button. I like the name of their record label, Tambor Rhinoceros. <laughs> There's quite a lot of people in their band. There are. Considering the, I mean, no offence, it's a rather slight sound, isn't mm. it? It's, it's very sort of a delicate sound, and yet there appear to be nine, eight or nine <laughs> well, members. I think, no, the picture no. the, I think the picture on their Facebook page has got a preposterous number of people. Uh, <laughs> it's got a lot of feet. Involved. Oh, no. They're <laughs> actual project. real people. Yes. Yes, they're all playing very delicately, obviously. <laughs> There's yeah. 11 people on, on the their ground. Facebook page. None of them are kind of rushing forward to take a solo, are they? No. No bombast involved in that at all. There is a man with a beard leaning forward, though. Well, he's a little bit older, isn't he? <laughs> There's also a man with a beard leaning back. <laughs> Make of that what you will, listeners. <laughs> Neither Kirsten or Marie have beards, though. True, they're Not both, both clean-shaven. Yeah. But who knows what the mm. future may hold. That's right. With new technology. Mm. Now we're going to the Far East. Well, sort of for the next two tracks. One is genuinely from the Far East, one of which is a bit of a, a bit of an imagined trip to the Far East. We're going to start by playing a track from Singaporean sisters, Rita and Sakura, who have released quite a lot of stuff, but as far as I'm aware, only one of their albums is uh, easily available in uh, digital download form and CD form. But it's a rather great uh, album called On Show, and we're going to play a track from it called Yindu Chinge.
sound of Rita and Sakura there with Ying Du King Ji. They used to be in a group called The Quests as well, and they have recorded songs in English, Mandarin, and even Japanese. Yes. Versatile. All on the same album. <laughs> I do like the kind of slightly spooky sound. Yes. It sounds a little bit like you're in the room, because it's got very sort of room, fairly small room. <laughs> Ambiance. Ambiance. Yeah. But, but they are a kind of ethereal presence within <laughs> that. Pop ethereal presence. Maybe standing outside the room. <laughs> singing through the window. I don't know. I think they might just be a sort of oh, ghostly mirage in, in it. Because they do have a slightly spooky they do, sound. Yes. There's something ectoplasmic going on. Which are definitely ectoplasmic <laughs> qualities to the whole endeavour. And they look very similar. They do. In our quest for accuracy, I should correct my earlier statement. They're not actually sisters. They are, in fact, Rita Chow and Sakura Tang. So. But they are the same height. <laughs> and certainly on the cover on this <laughs> album, Talk of the Town... They are wearing the same outfits. They are. They, they do look very similar. Gesturing in a similar way. Mm. And slightly <laughs> manic That's expressions my, on their faces. That's my defence. <laughs> yeah. It's a simple mistake. <laughs> We're going to stay in, in roughly this sort of part of the world, except imagined... I've been to Singapore. You... <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was all right. You have to go underground a lot. Oh. It's like Birmingham in, in that sense, <laughs> where you want to go over the road, but you Singapore, can't, you can't just, just like cross Birmingham. the road. Yeah. It's not Birmingham. <laughs> That's what you they can't. should have on their posters. It's like, like, it's like Birmingham, only warm. <laughs> yeah, you want to cross the road, you can't. You have to go underground. Right. And then you go, and then you get lost in the labyrinth of tunnel. Then you come up, and you're, like, you're in a totally different part of the town. That's basically my experience of the town. <laughs> There's a lot of places to have snacks. Right, good. Yeah. It's pretty hot. And get lost. It was hot. It was drizzly. Was it? Yeah, it was like Birmingham, only it was drizzly, only it was like 10 degrees hotter. <laughs> Anyway, no one cares about that. <laughs> I'm sure they do. We're going to now go to Bali High. This is a song from a 50s sensations, Patience and Prudence, who started out with Prudence at the age of 11 and Patience at the age of 14. Their biggest hit was a very well-known song, Tonight You Belong to Me, which is a creepy title given their age, mm. but never mind. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, we're going to play uh, perhaps a slightly less well-known song, but I rather like this, and it uh, fits in with that last chat rather nicely. This is the perhaps slightly politically incorrect <laughs> patience and prudence with very nice is bali bali <laughs> Very nice. 
Patience and prudence with very nice is Bally. Bally, and it was very nice, wasn't it? Was. it? Obviously, it hails from a more innocent age when we didn't just bandy around insults for people for just coming up with a nice tune. No. I was one over. I mean, I've no idea how old they are now. They're maybe 90 or something. You can get that on a 22 track compilation, the very best of Patience and Prudence. I've been DJ King Caesar. I hope you've enjoyed waxing Rodan's wings on this week's edition of the show. I have been MC Monster X, and I hope you enjoyed giving Kamakuras his sponge bath. <laughs> We're going to leave you by playing a track from another Spanish duo, strangely enough, from the Chicas uh, compilation, and there's some fantastic liner notes with this CD, and one of the nice things is they've got Spanish and English text, and the English has obviously not been translated, perhaps by a native speaker, which leads to some quite interesting translations here. So I'll just read you a bit of the English translation for this band, Vanica Doble which apparently means double hemstitch. Good name for a band. And it's a slightly demonic sound, I have to warn you. That's why we put it at the end, in case you get frightened. I think there is no chapter in Spanish pop where these beloved girls couldn't figure with the usual hierarchy that has been associated with them since the late 60s. Good point. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, with that in mind, this is the terrifying sound of Vainica Double with La Maquina Infernal. Until next week, dear listener...
gardening gloves at the ready for next week's all-vegetation episode, The Herbs. <laughs> <laughs>